0: SECTION 4 OF THE AMERICAN BEE-JOURNAL, VOLUME 17, NUMBER 11, MARCH 1881. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY ADRIAN Stevens. THE AMERICAN BEE-JOURNAL, VOLUME 17, NUMBER 11, MARCH 1881, BY VARIOUS. FOUL BROOD AND ITS CAUSES. By H. L. Jeffrey. You ask for my observations on foul brood regarding the cases noted in the Bee Journal. There are many who I know will disagree with me, but nevertheless, it seemed to come from no other source. The largest case of it was twenty-five colonies in one apiary. Ever since the year eighteen seventy-three, they had been wintered in the cellar in a sort of room fitted up especially for them. They were usually put in about November 25th, and taken out about April the 1st to the 20th, according to the season. This receptacle was directly under the living room, which was kept very warm. The bee room was generally quite dry, and towards spring would stand from 45 degrees to 50 degrees, which would let the bees have from 60 degrees to 80 degrees in the hive, or perhaps 90 degrees, causing the cluster to spread and there was always a good supply of brood in the combs when taken from the cellar and generally a considerable number of young hatched bees so far everything was as good as could be asked for and every good beekeeper will say this could not have anything to do with foul brood perhaps not these same hives with more space and more surface of comb than a ten frame langstroth hive gives were put into the cellar with all their combs in place with a box six inches deep below the hive, and another above filled with straw, or with a top storey filled with rags, old clothes, and pieces of carpet or straw. The full complement of combs was left in the hives, regardless of the strength of the colonies, and they were then set on their sum-stands without using division boards or any contraction of combs after setting out they were generally fed liberally every night to induce breeding which is a good plan if properly handled but in this case it helped to breed the disease and it did do it to the fullest extent why first a small colony should not be given any more combs than it can cover either in summer or winter if the hive is too large insert a division at one or both ends. If on both sides, let one of them be at least half an inch shallower than the hive. Then, if the numbers increase, they can crowd outside of it. Second, if they are wintered indoors, in a hive full of combs, take away all you can before they are set out in the spring, even if you have to feed to prevent starvation. Third, if you do winter indoors, on a full set of combs, Do not commence feeding regularly to induce breeding as soon as set out though it be the twenty fifth of april or even the first of may in the case mentioned the consequences were in the weak colonies some of the bees died in the combs and contracted some moisture consequently went mould some strong colonies would do the same but many of the dead bees would be thrown down the cellar had a drain one hundred feet long with a fall of five feet to keep the cellar dry and a ventilator three feet above the house-sill outside at the south the ventilator opened on warm days consequently a draught of warm air fire in the room above temperature in the bee cellar raised cluster of bees spread queen goes to laying honey consumed brood reared and old bees wearing out all of these conditions are the requisites of good strong healthy colonies and they are just as surely the forerunners of first-class cases of foul brood every time i know that ninety-nine out of every one hundred beekeepers will differ with me but go through the colonies with me ten or fifteen days after setting out on the summer stands suppose in that time we have had two or three good flying days the feeding induced the queen to lay more rapidly and forced the cluster to spread the eggs hatched into larvae On the pleasant days the old bees flew out, but forgot to fly in again, thus diminishing the cluster. Then there came two or three stormy days in succession, cold and chilling. The cluster contracted as well as diminished in numbers. The minute larvae, starved and dead, and some, perhaps, that are advanced to capping, another flying day, and their numbers are more reduced. The dead bees in the combs putrefy and you have for your pains a first-class case of foul brood in the near future. Many will shake their heads, but I saw the colonies, and in three years I saw the twenty-five, and their increase decreased to seventeen, the seventeen and their increase decreased to nine, the nine down to two, and the two went in the spring of 1880, where the woodbine twineth. Woodbury, Connecticut, February 26th. 1881 End of section 4